Okay, welcome to episode two of the Cairo London podcast. Uh, I'm Craig McLean, your host for another episode, and today I have asked Dr. Amy Bree Said to join us, chiropractor at Putney Chiropractic, and uh, it's actually uh, her fifth year anniversary of arriving in the UK from Australia. So we're going to learn about how she grew up in Sydney, studied in Sydney, and um, has evolved her chiropractic career uh, in Putney, London, over the last five years. Uh, And we're going to learn what she's passionate about as a chiropractor. And, you know, spoiler alert, it's all about pregnancy and helping babies kids and families be at their best. So thanks, Amy, for joining us. Um, And over to our conversation. Amy (laughs) Bree, hello. How you doing? Very good. Um, Welcome to Cairo London Live. Um, (laughs) I was just going to say that um, since, uh, thank you for being uh, the second volunteer no problem at all. <laughs> or actually, it's kind of the, the third volunteer. But um, uh, since I last started doing this, or since I sort of decided it was a good idea to start doing this, that um, I've somehow managed to put together the audio from these Insta Lives and turn them into a podcast. Oh, um, how exciting. <laughs> <laughs> lockdown life. So, um, so it's uh, called, I've just called it the Cairo London Podcast. Um, Sounds good. And uh, it's probably a unique way of making a podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've heard of anyone doing it before because obviously mainly when you're doing a podcast, you would normally sort of sit face-to-face or you'd go to someone's studio or you'd kind of whatever. Improvising with uh, current circumstances, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So this is working. We kind of get to see each other and Mm -hmm. have a conversation as you normally would, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're just not in the same building. Um, Anyway, so look, uh, Luke Brady uh, was our first guest and Mm -hmm. you're going to be episode two uh, of the Cairo London podcast. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know. Let's just have a bit of a chat um, about your journey, yeah? Because um, mainly, again, the reason why I sort of decided it would be a good idea to do this was to try and get a little bit of an extra dimension as to uh, more about uh, all of the chiropractors that work in the Cairo London group. Um, So, um, you know, anyone who's interested in finding out a little bit more about you Mm -hmm. uh, or... um, about what you do, what you're into, what you think about chiropractic, all that sort of stuff, and I'll be able to find in this conversation. So. Amazing. Well, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how we go with some of the technophobes that we maybe have in the um, in the group. <laughs> However, you, well, I guess, do you consider yourself a technophobe? Yes, pretty much. I was going to say that's quite funny because I'm really bad at this kind of stuff normally. <laughs> well, how come you're the first in the queue? Well, I just was putting up my hand. It was a bit of tumbleweeds and crickets when uh, you asked, so I thought I would help out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because uh, but obviously part of uh, being having a little bit more spare time on our hands, like we uh, do at the moment, um, is that you've 
set up, uh, well, pretty much coinciding with the start of this crazy time, um, yeah. uh, a new Insta account, right? I did. It was more, I was extremely frustrated in not being able to help all of my patients the way that I would want them to. And I thought if I could give them a little bit of information to kind of ease some of their discomforts or to help them to kind of keep up with living a healthy lifestyle, that would be, well, would make me feel a little bit better at home for not being able to be hands-on for a while there. Yeah, cool. So uh, what's it called? Give yourself a plug. Uh, it's Dr. Amy Cairo and uh, come and give me a follow if you uh, <laughs> want to learn a little bit more uh, but no it's been it's been quite nice I've already communi- uh, like kind of connected with a few uh, you know complementary professions uh, you know within the community which has been really nice so a bunch of midwives and lots of baby yoga uh, practitioners and things like that so that's been quite nice as well so it's kind of just broadened my um i guess referral base for other or for my clients as well which has been nice cool so maybe let's just go right back you mentioned obviously a few of those things we're definitely going to get into um Mm -hmm. some of these special interest groups that you like to uh hang out with um or people you i guess have developed relationships with in your professionally Mm -hmm. um but look go back to the start where are you from I am from Sydney. Uh, I moved here actually five years today. It's my five-year anniversary of uh, <laughs> living in the UK, which is pretty exciting. Happy so, anniversary. Thanks. <laughs> I will uh, crack open the bottles off, uh, the bubbles after this, so uh, celebrate for myself. Uh, <laughs> I've gone for the tea today. Again, a bit of a mistake. Um, I seem to be doing this at four o'clock, uh, which is at the end of the school, homeschool day. So um, nice. you haven't brought a bottle of champagne or glass of champagne with you at four o'clock yet? Um, no, no. <laughs> it, was more just to, uh, it was more just to uh, have a little toast at five years. It's a, quite an achievement, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, didn't absolutely. think I'd be here this long, but you know, it's been nice, and now it's kind of become my home, which has been good. So, grew up in Sydney. Um, mm-hmm. Was it? Oh. Is it like? Where, do your parents live? Is it in Sydney? Or is it uh, sort of? So they live in Kellyville, which is sort of northwest Sydney. Uh, okay. And then I went to Macquarie University, uh, and then I moved to London, and ended up in Putney. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously a five year master's degree in chiropractic from mm-hmm. Sydney's Macquarie Uni. Yes. Uh, and then, yeah, here you come, uh, Putney mm-hmm. Cairo. I still remember that conversation we had yeah. because I was the guy who met up Bro- with you five years ago. Um, yes, well, in life, it wasn't bro. quite five years ago. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> yes, and I was really thankful that you bought me a four pound green tea because I was like eight dollars for a cup of tea, <laughs> and I was very poor. Did I really <laughs> roll into that meeting uh, on the bike? Yeah. Yeah, lycra, and I was like, and I was not used to seeing people in lycra. <laughs> Come on, you're an Aussie. It's like a normal thing, right? But, uh, yeah, probably not like not, not in the professional sense of the word. Yeah. <laughs> yes, bike in background standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, now. Um, yeah, so anyway, you joined our team like, you know, five years ago or sort of, uh, I guess it wasn't well, straight I away, my, was it? Um, well, then I sat my board exams. So, yeah, after I sat yeah. my exams, then I started practicing, I think, in September. Mm. Hey, we've got a, a shout out from Tracy and Dicko. Oh, and Kenny. 
<laughs> and Kenza, yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if we can do shout-outs because then when it's a podcast, uh, it's going to seem a bit weird, but, you know, uh, whatever. I don't think I think anything goes. I don't think there's any rules in podcasting. You are podcast in charge. Then, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we digress. Uh, yeah. GCC exams, whole pile of yes. sort of uh, some fairly lots major hoops to jump through. Yes, um, lots of paperwork. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, you joined the team at uh, Putney Cairo. Uh, I did. Um, which was at the time. Just Putney was... Cairo. There was no uh, Cairo London at that point. Exactly. Um, so was kind of... Edwina there or had just left or what was, remind me what was going on there? No, I worked with her for about a year before right. she left. Yeah, no, it was really nice. So it was me, uh, Edwina, Dr. Brian, uh, and Luke. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, original team. <laughs> the original team, yeah. Well, yeah. from when I was there anyway. <laughs> so, look, just going back to, I was uh, quite interested in um, that sort of why you became a chiropractor sort of thing now yeah. I can't don't know if I can remember do you have a story about that do you uh what? I just did a little post on that today actually just because I was reminiscing of my time uh over here but I actually went to a chiropractor when I was 15 my mum uh had hurt herself uh low back pain couldn't really move you know kind of standard most people have had it before and uh you know she couldn't work or really look after anyone so she kind of had a little look for a local chiropractor to see if they could help out and they did and I remember her coming back and feeling much better and just sort of she'd also booked us in <laughs> so my brother and sister and I to go and get checked just because she sort of started understanding or you know I guess had been opened up or exposed to the benefits of chiropractic uh, and I went in and um, I wasn't in any discomfort or anything I was pretty sporty but hadn't really had any injuries uh, but I walked out feeling absolutely on top of the world. And I thought if I could, I remember crossing the threshold out of the building and thinking, wow, if I could do this for other people, I would be pretty, pretty satisfied with <laughs> in terms of job satisfaction. Um, and yeah, and that was it. I, it kind of then motivated me to get good grades. And I was one of those people that knew what I wanted to do from that moment. And here I am. That's really cool. Mm. Um let me pick up on a couple of things there. Um, a, um, pretty cool of your, well, it's, it's quite normal for Aussies, right, to do that yeah. thing which exactly you've described whereby mum and dad will go along because I've got mm-hmm. some sort of problem um, and then kind of just the, uh, I guess it's promoted more better. I, I, um, I feel like know. Australians are more open to a healthier lifestyle, if I can say that. <laughs> um, I think it's, it is more common to go and see a chiropractor um you know that was then the sort of start of my journey um one of my uh, cousins was actually studying at the time as well so she was sort of five years ahead of me and you know that was a really nice motivating sort of factor as well as always she was always there for me to kind of uh adjust her or to kind of learn off um or ask questions so that was also a, a nice one too and now kind of taking that step back most of our family go and see a chiropractor um my nephew my sister throughout her pregnancy so all of those things it's just i guess it becomes part of your family life and extended family which is nice 
because I guess like finishing up on that, that idea where your parents uh, went, thought it'd mm-hmm. be a good idea to take the whole family along. Yeah. Um, and then that just became sort of a, a normal thing you would do regularly, right? Um, yeah, then we just go and pop in and, yeah, it's yeah. nice. And then <laughs> at the same time as that, it's probably quite unusual to, as a 15-, 16-year-old to be sort of quite clear as to what exactly wanted to do. But yeah. then I guess you um, – it was helped out by the fact that I guess at the time you were like you rediscovered this cousin maybe who you were like, oh, she's doing chiropractic. And then mm. you kind of what started a dialogue with her at the same time and then – kind of mentored you a little bit through that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, and she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, phenomenal with uh, with kids and pregnancy and developmental issues and things like that. And that was, she kind of opened my eyes up. I lived with her for um, a couple of years while I was doing my master's. And, you know, dinner time chats were, oh, you know, I helped this. It wasn't about back pain but it was you know I've helped this little girl who hasn't been able to walk for the, you know the first two years of her life and now she's you know able to take a first step or you know uh children with you know not being able to see properly and you know being able to kind of actually focus a little bit more and just these really outrageous stories that well it seemed outrageous at the time and now it's kind of my <laughs> now I have these stories for the dinner table but um yeah, cool. uh it was yeah it kind of opened my eyes up to it almost like a different um well, what the general population thinks of chiropractic is just pain-related, but there's actually so much more. And the more that you sort of start to learn about it, the more interesting it gets. Well, that feeds really quite nicely into that next thing I was going to ask you anyway, is sort of how has your career as a chiropractor evolved since you Mm -hmm. sort of started um, practicing? And it sounds like it started even before you got into chiropractic school, huh? Yeah, Um, yeah, no, it was... uh, I very much love uh, looking after women during their pregnancy. I think it's so important to start, you know, when you sort of start seeing kids and, you know, or even adults, why do they have their pain in the first place or why do they have, you know, poor posture or whatnot? And generally a lot of the time you can always peel it back to, okay, well, how was their birth? You know, did they, you know, have a traumatic birth? Did, um you know, were they really stressed out during their pregnancy in the first place and then had that traumatic birth, then they didn't really hit their milestones, then, you know, uh, they kind of were a little bit uncoordinated and then kind of getting into adulthood just kind of, you end up compensating, which is fine, but it just, it really got me thinking, well, if we can start at the beginning and make changes from there, it's so much easier to grow healthily in, in a in a good place as opposed to trying to fix a problem from 20 or 30 years because that's a lot more frustrating to help and it's yeah it takes a lot longer and isn't as sort of satisfying to try and break 30 years of bad habits but uh seeing kids respond quite quickly and if we can start by you know growing a healthy population that's just can be more beneficial in the long run for everyone amazing so yeah so it's it's obviously becoming clear that you had some pretty you had a good experience as a 15 year old with your first adjustment anyway mm-hmm. then uh you obviously got some pretty good mentoring from your cousin who sounds like an awesome chiropractor herself um, <laughs> and uh yeah and now you've sort of evolved uh yourself on your own journey um mm-hmm. any particular people who've inspired you recently in the chiropractic world perhaps like uh Mm -hmm. seminars that sort of a thing um i absolutely loved doing uh 
the Webster seminar with Jeannie Ohm. That was phenomenal. And it was a very, almost like an emotional seminar as well. It was, it was, it was great. Um, I love Steve Williams and everything he does with kids is phenomenal and during pregnancy. Um, but recent, well, probably the m- most recent was, um, Dorte, uh, who, uh, has written a book, Switched on Kids, and it's all about sort of primitive reflexes. And she told us her journey with her own daughter, um, you know, even as a chiropractor, you can have, you know, kids that need a little bit of extra TLC or a little bit more extra exercise or specific things or adjustments to help them reach their full potential. And I think that's something that's, yeah, really kind of spurred me on is seeing these kids that, um, yes, they respond well when they start getting adjusted, but it's the little things of, oh, their writing's completely changed or, you know, they're um, able to concentrate in class a little bit more. Now, I wasn't adjusting them for those reasons but then they start coming in with you know really positive um I guess outcomes from their schooling and even just you know balance and being able to ride a bike that they haven't been able to do for the last five years or whatever it may be and I think for those kids growing to give them the confidence to be their best is pretty you know I mean that's it's such a vulnerable age right you want them to think that they're good at what they're doing give them the confidence to sort of try and not sort of think that they can't do something I think if you can make one of those changes in a kid's life I mean that's going to really change a lot for them growing into adulthood <laughs> so let's pull that apart a little bit more um sorry <laughs> no no that's good uh but let's pick up on two points there um mm-hmm. go back to the start of Webster's technique you mentioned that mm-hmm and then let's talk about kids, right? So, um, uh, so tell us, uh, for those that don't know, uh, what is Webster's uh, technique? Webster's technique is a specific sacral analysis, uh, and it's for pregnancy, right? Just to be clear on that. Yes, um, I mean, yeah, it's for a pelvis, but um, yeah. but yes, you can. It's, I guess, it's a bit of a buzzword with pregnancy because it helps. Um, with the alignment of your pelvis, which has been shown to, um, you know, make me a little bit more comfortable. Uh, but Webster technique is a, yeah, as I said, a sacral analysis and adjustment in order to reinstate normal balance through the pelvis, the uterine ligaments and pelvic floor, uh, as well as Basically, the goal is to make sure that the pelvis is as balanced as possible, so the birth canal is as big as possible, baby has the most amount of space to get into an optimal position, um, and also that you know if your pelvis is nice and balanced, we know from just with chiropractic that the nerve innervation to those areas is also going to be uh, working at its best. Cool. So... Yeah, if you hear anything about Webster's technique, you know where to go to see uh, Doc <laughs> Amy Breen. Um, and yeah, it's uh, look. I, I always say to anyone who's um, pregnant who comes through the door, there's no better time to be at a chiropractor than um, allowing your body to change and evolve as uh, the circumstances change. So um, definitely. I mean, you go cool. through so many changes, and you know, ligament laxity, change in posture, change in weight distribution. You know, there's so many different things, and it's so much. Uh, one thing in saying that is, it's so much nicer even like with what i was saying about kids before helping them grow it's so much easier to start early in your pregnancy so that we can support you as you're changing as opposed to in the last week or two before to make sure that you're in a good alignment before birth 
I mean, there's never a bad time, but there's a better time. <laughs> and I think that's earlier. So look, let's, uh, let's move on to kids. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, to the unaware, uh, a lot of the time chiropractors are well-renowned for dealing with back pain, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, explain to picturing or imagining that I'm that guy who's like, well, hang on a minute, my kid doesn't have any back pain. Um, Why would I bring them to the chiropractor? Mm -hmm. Um, I think, well, if you're sort of starting from, well, peeling back from why sort of babies would come in um or sort of then kind of growing up that as we're born our nervous system is quite immature right so we have our primitive reflexes so turning to feed holding your finger etc as uh, a child grows those reflexes start to integrate and as your nervous system becomes more mature now if you don't if your nervous system isn't maturing the way that we would like or something might be hindering that integration process, that's then going to interrupt our postural reflexes. So being able to roll, crawl, sit, walk, etc. cetera. Uh, and then if we're not having adequate sort of postural reflexes, then as we're going um, through, we might find difficulties with fine motor or with um, gross motor skills or, you know, concentration or bits and pieces like that. So, chiropractic helps to not only integrate those reflexes but to help support and make sure that you're using your sort of higher brain and not going into that stressful um, survival mode and that can be a big thing with kids in terms of change it's not so much from injury but I mean there may be an element of sort of birth trauma or you know knocks and falls but most of it can come down to you know whether there was an emotional change or a stressful time um, frame that you know, the kids have picked up on that can be a contributing factor whether they've been quite ill that's exactly what i was going to ask you though is that yeah. like you're talking about the fact that it, you know the, the nervous system may not develop the way it's mm-hmm. intended to uh mm-hmm. well surely you know we're a pretty intelligent sort of system mm-hmm. what sort of stuff would prevent a baby's or child's body from developing the way that it should uh, well, I guess that's coming down to any kind of misalignments in their uh, spine or nervous system can but, prevent that. Oh, is that what you mean? Well, you were kind of basically mentioning I interrupted when you were sort of talking about the fact that sort of different stresses on the body can oh, yeah. result in these sort of problems with that, you know. So yeah. I'm not sort of specifically about, you know, spinal misalignment, that sort of oh, thing. Oh, yeah, but, sorry. But, mm-hmm. but more about what, you know, what is it in the environment that sort of could affect this and, and sort of therefore that answers the question of, how can you help, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's so many physical, chemical, emotional sort of stresses going on and, uh, you know, you can adapt those to each individual person, but, you know, it could be medications that they might be taking. Um, it could be, you know, maybe the like the parents are going through a divorce or a change in house or environment or maybe there was a death in the family. All of those things can kind of set off that emotional sort of stress. Could also be bullying, right? Um, you know, there could be any kind of, you know, getting picked on at school, uh, you know, that can kind of almost put a child back into a sort of stress, fight or flight danger zone, um, which will prevent them from developing because they're always always in that sort of stressful survival mode and you need to get into that rest and digest sort of phase in order to be able to develop. And that's, you know, that's that thing whereby external factors can create physical problems, you know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, and, and we obviously, it's very easy to understand that as an adult because... 
where a lot of people are experiencing that right now, you know, where there's mm. a lot of anxiety out there and we've got a lot of neck and shoulder tension as adults. Um, and it's just that it's assumed that kids don't get that or maybe they no. they just, uh, you know, they're, they're so malleable that they can just kind of get on with it, you know. Um, I think that's, that's not always the, the case. No, I mean, like, if you're t- talking about even just sort of brain development, like sort of 80 to 90% of brain development happens in the first two years. So, you know, if you're struggling in those first two years, that's when big changes are happening. So, you know, you've got the kind of rest of your life to kind of do that less or like up to like sort of 25 to do that last 10%. That's kind of that, that in itself just seems huge to me. Um, why you think it's uh... from younger age. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's a good time to sort of, I read that, um, I think it was a question you just wrote for the FAQ section of our pregnancy page on the website, mm-hmm. right? And I think you put it really nicely, which could be the same for kids, but whereby I think the question was, uh, you know, why do people come into the chiropractor when they're pregnant? And you listed mm-hmm. a pile of symptoms that, mm-hmm. uh, say, the last five patients that you saw yeah. had low back pain, uh Rib pain, <laughs> you know, uh, dige- digestive <laughs> complaints, you know. all that sort of, yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. However, you said straight after that, you said, however, uh, chiropractic doesn't treat any of that, you know. No. Um, uh, and I still I, did the same thing with all of those women. You know, I still assessed the spine. I still assessed, you know, the tight sort of muscles, ligaments, etc. And I adjusted what was necessary for them. I didn't do a specific heartburn adjustment or a specific, you know, I did specific adjustments for that individual person, but I wasn't treating those symptoms at all. And same thing mm. with kids. So I'm not treating their handwriting or, you know, their ability to ride a bike. I'm just making sure that their body's functioning without any interference so that they can be the best versions of themselves. And I think that's what's really rewarding um, mm. in our jobs. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, uh, you know, really nice thing to sort of the way to put it is the fact that, you know, I think um, there's a lot of misinformation out there about um, what chiropractors are claiming to do mm-hmm. um, when, in fact, we're not trying to claim anything uh, aside from yeah. the fact that we're trying to create optimal function in any spine mm-hmm. um, and there can just be some sort of fairly amazing responses once that is set in place, you know. Definitely. Um, I mean, I know there's, yeah, there, there is a lot of, I guess, claims, <laughs> but... I think sometimes they're often just taken out of context because the amount of, you know, if if someone followed us around in our day-to-day normal clinic life and listened to everyone's stories about how chiropractic's changed their family's life or whatnot, you'd have a pretty big variety of stories. And I think that's really nice. (laughs) So when you have a kind of professional 35-year-old male unmarried present as a new client, Mm-hmm. <laughs> is is that a good day or are you a bit bored with that now <laughs> <laughs> i mean if he's not in like if he's you know someone that i think would get better get along better with one of the guys of course <laughs> send him on over better no 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 i mean i i like seeing a variety is nice um but i definitely like family care um yeah, cool. I like looking after people with their families and making sure they're healthy. And don't get me wrong, I do like seeing everybody. I just um, mm. and different people you have different relationships with, right? Um, yeah, and it's an opportunity to educate them. And you know, the dad's always floating around, and the you know, and sometimes the dad comes to the party quite late. You know, where the mum will be there, you're looking after her through pregnancy. Mm-hmm. 
maybe uh, one or two of the kids come in and then a couple of years later eventually the dad rolls in uh, and sort of, uh, you know. I think that's so. been really nice. I've seen a lot of families, like, you know, mum, dad during the pregnancy and then baby as well. And it's it's actually quite nice because every, like they all need it. They're not saying that the dads don't need it because they're also going through a change in a new chapter. Um, and, you know, everybody needs to be in a good place and functioning well. So it's actually really nice to see the whole family because the whole family needs to be functioning at their best to, you know, have that nice relationship. So as an Aussie girl growing up or, you know, now in London for the last five years, mm-hmm. What's the deal? Do you like London? Do you, do you miss <laughs> Australia? Uh, oh, I, of course, I miss my friends and my family. You know, I wish it was. I wish you could, you know, teleport back home and you know see everybody. Twenty-four hour flights are a bit of a killer, <laughs> um, and time difference. But uh, I love being here. I love my job. I love that we can travel so easily, um, which is really nice. I mean. And you can get on a plane for an hour and be in a bunch of different countries, whereas uh, at home I could still be in traffic going to uni. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so, no, it's been nicer. Than, oh, yeah. I like so, the life I've created. Yeah. So what, uh, what are, outside of Cairo, what are you into? Um, I love my touch rugby team. Uh, I play touch rugby Wandsworth Common um, and it was actually one of the ways that I made some friends when I first moved here because I didn't know anybody and we're still playing together five years later which is really nice. We've Are been... they a bunch of Aussies or a bit of everyone or what? Uh, actually no, there's one Australian, a um, bit of a mix, we've got some Kiwis, Canadians uh, and English people um, and, and that's, yeah, it's uh, that's mixed? It's a mixed team, yeah. I mean, now we just do quiz Zoom chats <laughs> because we can't play. Yep. <laughs> Hanging for when we're allowed to uh, get back and run around. I don't Wasn't like there, around. Didn't you, like, win the competition or something at one point? Uh, no. We're close. <laughs> we just got put up a grade, so <laughs> we weren't as good then. But, uh, yeah. Is it, is it pretty big in London? The touch rugby scene. Yeah, there's one pretty much on every common. I mean, we play one uh, common. It's called what's a, the name of the competition. O2 touch. And o- yeah, O2 touch. Yeah, and so it, it's actually really fun. They uh, is that well, anything they, to do with the phone company, or it's just called O2 touch? Not sponsored by O2. Probably is. I'm not sure. Right. Well, it's like O2 rugby, right? I don't. Know. Uh yeah. So maybe from the ground yeah. up, it's kind of grassroots. Kind of thing. So they yeah, well, they usually give you your shirts and things and go and play and they usually try and uh you know coordinate with one of the local pubs and give you some hot chips and you know, go have the social aspect afterwards super healthy run around and then you can go have a a pint <laughs> i only ask because uh, obviously on episode two of my podcast i am available for sponsorship um <laughs> Yeah, I'm so, not sure if they will do. So to. O2, if you're listening, um, <laughs> uh, I've been a loyal user of your services for the last uh, 10 years or so. So, yeah, uh, please contact uh, my uh, Carolyn Clinic for more information. Yeah. <laughs> now, what about this knitting? I see you've been doing some knitting. Is oh, that I a have. new thing? Is that a mindfulness thing? thing? It was a mindfulness thing. It was actually because I read an article saying that, um, written by a surgeon, saying that the surgical surgical students were 
well, not very good basically at doing well at learning surgical skills. And obviously as chiropractors, we use our hands every day, uh, all through our five years at uni, it's practical, practical, practical. And so I feel pretty confident with the use of my hands, but the way that what they were sort of describing was that we don't sort of knit or sew or, you know, need bread or whatever um, anymore and so we're losing that kind of almost dexterity and so obviously you need that for brain stimulation so it kind of got me thinking well you know why not try and also it made me feel really sad that if the sort of if our generation doesn't start doing these things those skills are going to be completely lost so interesting Try and learn a new skill. It's good for your brain. <laughs> right. It's actually no. a bit hard, but um, it is well, actually quite therapeutic. It's like, uh, you know, Gail's uh, gotten pretty heavily into colouring. It seems to be the yeah. bit of a fad at the moment too, you know. Um, but, you know, there's obviously different layers of complexity around that, you know. Um, and, yeah, she's yeah. taken it to a new level. So, uh, And Charlie's getting into it too, you know. So That's so um, nice. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm sitting in my lounge room now and I've got my jigsaw puzzle out on the table, my colouring pad and pens and my knitting on the floor. So I've got all so the projects. So you're doing a bit of colouring like, too? Yeah, just all the projects are uh, hanging out with uh, ISO life. Yeah. Uh, well, let's. Um, I guess we should talk about it briefly. We've kind of been uh, avoiding the elephant in the room, but uh, how's uh, pandemic life for you? Uh, yeah, I mean it's fine. Uh, I just want. I do want to get back into seeing all of my lovely patients and there's their Michael journey. Uh, saying hi, Doctor Michael. Hi, Michael. <laughs> I'll give you a shout out. We're not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, no, You're next, Michael. You better sign up. <laughs> no, it's been fine. I think I, I think my biggest thing is to we should be talking more about the things that we can do to keep us healthy. I don't. I, to be honest, I've kind of tuned out of a lot of the um, negative stuff and have more so been focusing on well, what can we do to make sure that the host is in the best possible place in terms of fueling our bodies with good food exercising a bit of mindfulness you know because if you do get sick you want to be able to recover quickly and that comes from you know a healthy inside yeah i um i hope we don't lose touch as uh society with that idea of uh-huh. i was having a conversation earlier where it always used to be that thing where if there are two people in the office and one's always getting sick and the other one isn't or one mm-hmm. gets th- you know through the common cold in like two days and the other one has it for two weeks what's the difference there you know um i always and, think that with us with work right <laughs> we're exposed well, to but, a lot of people every day yeah. and we don't really get sick so. but that's that social distancing thing right is that we're so focused on just not going anywhere near people that it's like we're kind of totally forgot about the fact that there is a difference in the host you know um 100 and i think it's you know one thing that has been shown is people with you know comorbidities are more likely to get ill right and so if we can do those things to you know exercise has been shown to reduce cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes and all the rest of it eating well you know all those Mm. things have been shown to help with any of those conditions so why aren't we focusing a little bit more on that cool um 
All right. So what does the future hold for you, Dr. Amy Bree? Uh, I'm hoping that it means that we can go into working and, you know, having that nice balance. I want to go back to Pilates. I want to um, go back to playing touch rugby. I want to go back to, uh, yeah, chatting with all of my beautiful families. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now you were certainly saying that, um, well, I don't know if we took it for granted, but we certainly um, realised how much, you know, practice, the, you know, just all of those things meant to us, you know, once they've been taken definitely. away. So um, uh, that was definitely something that I've been, yeah, very, I didn't realise how much, I always knew that I loved my job and it's never been a chore to go to work ever, which has been really nice for me. But um, I didn't realise how much I loved it until I wasn't uh, allowed to practice the way I would like to. All right. Well, look, uh, have you got anything else you want to say? Or let's just wrap it up and, um, yeah, we'll um, sort this out to be episode two of the Mm -hmm. uh, Cairo London podcast. And then we've got to sort of make our way through um, the team. so yeah, we've. Uh, I sort of somehow. I still have no idea what I'm doing with the podcast world. But can you believe already? Uh, it's on Spotify and on iTunes. Or amazing. You know, so uh, apparently it's much easier than I thought it was going to be. And why it took me six months to actually get around to doing this idea, I have no idea. So um, thanks for well, there you go. To start. thanks for being here. Huh? No problem. Well, yeah. If you want any more info. Uh, Come and check out my Insta, but um, otherwise, or drop us an email <laughs> or give us yeah. a call. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're always about at the moment. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll take care and thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. Thank you very much, Amy Bree. See you later. Bye.